0: All right. How about this? On this date in the year two thousand, in the
1: year two thousand,
0: thanks to Mark Dondero for uh, tweeting this out. I was I saw this December thirteenth, two thousand.
1: The Boston Red Sox signed Manny Ramirez. I remember where I was. I was in the apartment uh, in the, in Brooklyn. My roommate uh, who was also from Newton. We both saw the update. It was late at night on ESPN. I think it was maybe even Carl Ravitch who made Ooh, the announcement. Could have been. And we just started jumping up and down and hugging each other. We couldn't believe how I mean, this was like the biggest free agency that, was fish awesome. that the Sox had ever landed. And it was huge money. it was it eight for
0: one sixteen. Like it was twenty eight eight million for one
1: sixty. Yeah,
0: oh, eight. For, oh, that's what I meant. That's what I was thinking in my head. Sorry. Yeah, eight yeah. eight for one sixty. So it was twenty million a year. And uh, I mean, think about what the contracts have ballooned up to now. 23 years later, guy just signed for $70 million. But But uh, yeah, he was so good. And then for the rest of the contract, and I know, it, you know at the end, they ended up getting rid of him, which I was pissed about. But whatever, they felt like they had to do it. I'm not going to relive that right now. But for the time that he was here, holy smokes. So parts of eight seasons in Boston... He hit 312 with a 999 OPS in Boston, 274 home runs, 868 RBI, played over 1,000 games, was a perennial
1: MVP candidate. 2004 Uh, World Series MVP. Correct. Also, the only person to ever slide in the outfield to try to catch a ball and slide into a sprinkler head. Also the only guy, I believe, as a left fielder to cut off the center
0: fielder when he was trying to throw it in. Remember when he jumped in front of Johnny Damon, who, to be fair to Manny, Damon had one of the worst arms in the history of baseball. So maybe he thought he couldn't even reach the cutoff man. Mm-hmm. So he was like the cutoff to the cutoff man.
1: Only guy to catch a fly ball, climb the wall and left and high five a fan. That was unbelievable. Only guy to ever disappear in the inning to go take yep. a whiz inside the Green Monster.
0: Correct. So many, so many things with Manny. He and was yet, a blast.
1: The the 2007, I think it was Division Series or Wild Card Series clinching dong that he hit off of K-Rod. Remember the one in 07 where he just put his his hands up afterwards like this? Amazing. I I think that one hasn't landed yet.
0: So many of the great swings in baseball are lefties. Like, you know, Ken Griffey Jr., right? You can just watch Mm -hmm. that. You can be mesmerized by it. But Manny Ramirez's swing from the right side. Holy smokes. Who was your, your favorite
1: right-handed bat ever?
0: Honestly, it might be Manny. I, mean, I don't know if I can think of anybody more, better than Manny. As far my, as, like, my, watching the at-bats and, like, the this, okay. this smooth swing to it. Um, I love
1: Mike Piazza's swing. I, oh, Piazza did have a good swing. Piazza had a beautiful swing.
0: You know who I love? Now, his was different, and it was very violent, but I, I did love Gary Sheffield. I was a huge Sheffield fan, and he would just, not only his stance, but even his swing, it just, he put everything into it every time. That guy never got cheated. But Manny's was smoother than Sheffield's, but Sheffield's was way more violent.
1: Yeah. Oh, God, Sheffield. Sw- I, Sheffield's... Sheffield's like trying to hurt the ball.
0: On. He's trying to hurt the ball every time.
1: Yeah, how he kept his shoes on every time. We've talked about this before, too, how and uh,
0: David Ortiz's career is incredible and Hall of Fame, as it should be, and it ended way different like than Manny's, and he was here longer than Manny. But it feels like... Manny's almost been kind of a forgotten figure, whereas like Ortiz still gets brought up a lot and like it's almost like or people view him as like the better player. when I'm like, I don't like while they were here together, like Manny was better. Ortiz had a lot of clutch moments. And if you if you pick Ortiz, I'm not gonna fight you over it, but I just think Manny gets kind of uh
1: overlooked at times I don't from how like Poppy was, had kind of an important two thousand four. Oh, he for sure did. Yeah, but the, the interesting thing is. And I that- mean, in
0: 13 is maybe what separated him, too. Like his playoff run in 13, where Manny wasn't here, Ortiz was the only guy in the lineup hitting, and they won the World Series on a team that really wasn't that good. That probably is what separates it. But I'm just saying from mm-hmm. 03
1: to
0: 08 or whatever, like that four or five year run, I would like, I think Manny was better, but I mean, I guess it was
1: close. Manny gets dealt away in 08. Sox get Jason Bay. Right. Not quite enough. But the fact that David Ortiz was able to carry the team offensively for yeah. uh, almost another decade, that's what cements him as a Hall of Famer to me.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I, I think they should both be in. And I know Manny will never get in just based on the way the voters are. But talk about consistency. Like when you look at his baseball reference, you know, from Cleveland on uh, or like, you know, when he was like 23, his first year as an all-star. Uh, he just 30, 40 home runs, 120 RBI, like every year hit 300. Like he is a career three twelve hitter and a career OPS of just under a thousand guys is absolute stud.
1: It's beginning to look a lot like
0: grab bag. Boston Bruins are in action in uh early third period. uh one, nothing lead. Over the New there Jersey go. Devils in Jersey. Uh, I took the bees money line. It was actually plus money tonight. No McAvoy, no Zaka. Uh, geeky with the goal. His third of the season, the lone goal. Jeremy Swayman, 18 saves thus far. But uh, Bruins looking good. No
2: many shots on net for uh, Jake DeBrusque. Let me see. Jake Goose DeBrusque.
0: Who Zero. <laughs>
2: Zero. Well, he's, well, maybe he's saving it for the third period.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <hope>. <laughs> Evidently
1: but uh all right you got you know. Nice for them to get the win on the road against uh, in uh the Prudential Center against the New Jersey That's right. Devils not a bad team no <laughs> grandma got run over by a grab
0: bag St. Louis Blues fired their head coach Craig Berube. you're like oh Craig Berube sounds familiar yeah he was the cup winning coach for St. Louis just a few years ago when they beat the Bruins
1: look at that yeah i hate that i hate god that cup, that sting, like that one stunk. That like, they should have won just... that. They absolutely should have won that. It's yeah, such a clear path to the cup. There's yep. no excuse for the way that they got out-muscled, bullied. It's funny, the same issues that the Celtics have had—not being able, having terrible third quarters, and not being able to close out—and getting out physical, uh, getting outmatched physically against teams in playoff series—is the same thing that dogged the Bruins yeah. in all of their playoff series, ultimately the cup. Last year and beyond. Florida, they get pushed around. St. Louis. Yeah, they I they pushed around. Right. The big, bad Bruins who aren't so big and bad
0: anymore. And then, yeah, they start to get pushed around a little bit. Yeah. It was funny. Because of the Draymond Green stuff from today, I started mm-hmm. thinking about that finals, too. And I'm like, man, the Celtics, they had like three or four real good chances to win the whole thing in the last four years. Like, last year's team was a wagon. And then, no, nope, they lose to Miami. They're in the NBA finals. They have a series lead. They lose that. The bubble, they had a chance. I mean, they've had a few They've had a few tough breaks of it. I mean, even going back to Pierce, Garnett, and Allen when they were up 3-2 on the Miami
1: Heat and then lost those two games, and that was kind of the end of them. Like, they've had a bunch of chances to win more than one over the last 15 years. I just wonder, can you go to so many conference finals, be the Buffalo Bills of the Eastern Conference, have everyone keep telling you, like, oh, you'll get back, the kids are still developing, yeah. they're going to get into their prime, and you'll get a bunch, like... How do you know? How do you know you may not have? Ar- I mean, I guess you don't. And this team, this year's team looks great. And, you know, kudos to Brad Stevens for right. everything he's done putting this team together. Best team in the NBA right now by far. Okay. But, you know, you just, you shouldn't, you can't get that many kicks that close to the can uh-huh. and not think, maybe did you let it slip away? Right. I don't know.
0: I we- Grab bag. NFL is going to play a game in Brazil
1: next year. Are you uh, excited for that? I've always wanted to go to.
0: Oops, sorry about that. <laughs> what happened? Well, Roger
1: Goodell decided he wanted to keep making more money and globalize the game, dear. So he has now promised that by 2025 we will have eight international games. And We're, and we're going to, as they used to say in Street Fighter Two, Brazil next year. <laughs> That's true. And I think it's going to be the. May, I think it's going to be the Dolphins, and it might be like the Dolphins opener or something. Dolphins. Will Giselle be there? The most famous person ever from Brazil. Yeah, that's a good question. Or she just well, hates Giselle... football now. That's right. Maybe so. she. Yeah, that would be. So here's the... it's interesting. Is it Brazil or is a um, is it is it Rio or is it Sao Paulo or?
0: I don't know. I'm not sure where they're gonna go. I.
1: I... Did you speak Brazilian? Okay.
0: Say what he did there. Mm-hmm. Not bad. <laughs> uh, so I here's my thought on it. So they go from four international games to eight. Is what you said. Mm-hmm. Aren't we only a few years away? from every single team playing an international game. I, they're going to have, if they stick with 17 games, now they could easily go to 18.
1: It would only I, be fair. I
0: feel like eight home, eight road, one neutral site international, which I don't like. I, for some reason, I have like a really weird hang up on it. It doesn't affect me. I don't have to go to the game. I watch it on TV. It looks the same. I don't know why I care. I hate the international games. I hate the idea of maybe there one day being a pro team in a different country,
1: you don't need a pro team in a different country. That's the well, dude, especially the a different
0: thing. continent, like a different country, like whatever. There's the Toronto Raptors, Toronto Blue Jays. That doesn't bother me. But like, I don't need a team in England. I don't need a team in Germany. I don't
1: need a team in France. I just don't. I don't need it. Or ah, if underpants. you wanted to live abroad, you could have done so in college. Correct. But I mean, if we're gonna do, if we're gonna do sixteen or seven, sixteen neutral site games, you can play them in Canada, Mexico. You mm-hmm. can probably play Japan, China, Germany, England. Uh, Brazil, maybe France. I mean, where, uh, Spain. Where else would you need to go? Honestly, where else would you need to go? Yeah, I mean, well, is it uh, flag football is going to be in the Olympics coming up? And where is that? Is that in is 2028? It, is it the 20? 20... Those games
0: are in L.A. Oh, that's right. Where are the 2024 20, Olympics? Paris. Oh, no, right, 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 right. That's coming. That's right around the corner. July. Right. There you go. That's something. Yeah. That's something. That's something. something. Here comes the grab bag, grab grab bag, bag bag bag, bag grab grab bag. New thing for Major League Baseball—they're going to introduce this spring training. It's called Spring Breakout, where there's going to be some game. They're going to wow. they're, they're going to pick a few games, mm-hmm. and each in-season tournament. It is an in-season tournament in the spring. So, Cactus League baseball has just gotten kicked up a notch. No, so the plan here is. Every team is going to play a couple of these spring breakout games where you take the top 20 to 25 prospects in your system and you put them in a game together. So it's just going to be the very best prospects for the Red Sox versus the Mm -hmm. best prospects for the, you know, twins or the Braves or whatever.
1: Will Richard Fitz be pitching? Uh, He better be. You're damn right
0: Richard Fitz will be out there. Someone's
1: going to complain because someone's prospect who was like the diamond in their organization, their top prospect is going to get hurt. Pull a hamstring. Yeah, and someone's going to be upset because that set back his developmental calendar, blah, blah. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Possible. It's a grab bag. Well, it looks like Anthony
0: Joshua and Deontay Wilder could fight in March. Let's go. They both have a fight scheduled uh, in like 10 days. With separate opponents, and they both need— Three months later? I guess. They both need to win those fights, and then they might fight in March. So, uh, is your boxing guy still?
2: A little bit. Uh, Nick and I have have, uh, went out to a few fights, but Deontay Wilder might have the hardest, meanest knockout in boxing history. Like, if he catches you with that, it's it's game over. Dude drops the hammer. Yeah, I know. He's
0: good. I just feel like it's the same few guys. Now, these guys I don't think have fought— no, Wilder and Fury have fought like three times, I think. Yeah, I believe yep. three. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I freaking love Fury, and I know he did not take his fight with Francis Ngakwe very seriously, and got knocked down by him, and barely won. Yeah, that little exposition recently. He'll be fine for his next one. Stiz and I had Stiz. Who did we have in studio a Francis couple of years and ago? Francis Ngannou
2: and Daniel yeah, Cormier. Not Ngannou.
1: That's, that's Yannick Ngannou, the NFL. Yeah, we had Francis Ngannou, <laughs> oh, and did? we had. Um, yeah. oh. No, we had him and the other Daniel Cormier. Chains. Yeah, we, and, oh, uh, a DC, DC. yeah, and MMA, yeah, Ganu, and oh, and yeah, and Dana White was there too, and every, Like, holy smokes, yeah. Ho- I, Francis and Ganu—that is a terrifying human being in yeah. person. Oh yeah, what an absolute unit.
0: Yeah, no, he's a he's a beast. I and still I still
1: think freaking Chandler Jones' brother John Jones is the greatest MMA fighter of all time. The, of
2: all ge- time. He absolutely is Of all time.
1: Absolutely is. I love George St Pierre. George St. Pierre was super dominant. Was crazy, yeah. yeah,
0: that was my heyday, of watching. heyday. it was no, my heyday of watching it. Like every, it was probably from like, oh one or two to like nine or ten. I probably saw like every fight, and then I've just been out of it. There's just too many. You can't watch everything. There's just so much stuff. Uh, ah, yeah. but
2: combat sports, man, dude. Pride Oof. fighting. you ever watch Pride? Oh my god! with
0: Fedor and
1: Crocop yeah. and yeah, Rampage,
0: yeah. and I could gonna go gonna on do? and on and, like, and on about those guys.
2: We're gonna go from watching
1: UFC to Bluey. <laughs> That's what it is in your house. That's what yeah, it fine. is. I mean, there's, you know, a lot of stuff going on. Watch a lot of movies. Watch this a lot of a TV, sports Play a lot of video th- games. This just...
2: is a sports station, and I am pushing for more combat sports coverage here at all w- right.
1: WEI. Okay. Listen, right? You get some you, big, why uh... don't you be the Ariel Helwani of, of, of WEI? I yeah. like it.
2: I
0: Who like is it. your favorite MMA fighter of
1: all time?
2: It might be John Jones.
0: Yeah, he's... I mean, he's nasty. I like... Uh, Rampage Jackson. Yeah. Queen. Actually, you know what? Alistair Overy might have been my favorite.
2: Another good one.
0: He used to walk out to the ring with like a sledgehammer when he was fighting I mean, Conor
2: that? McGregor. There were yeah, so sick. many great uh, stars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I met Deontay Wilder, another human being. <laughs> Talk about imposing. Oh,
1: yeah. I bet. Yeah.
2: yeah. He's a big, big fella.
1: I'll get it, honey. Must be grab bag. All right, we
0: have some Cam Newton audio talking quarterbacks here. He was on uh, one of the ESPN programs. Stiz, you have that for us?
1: I'm just so like honestly, like <laughs> move past the outfit for a second. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. Let me stop. 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 Sorry. Literally... Sorry.
0: Sorry. 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 Who is this again? Uh, Fitzy, who is talking about Cam? Uh, Newton? This was this morning
1: on. This was this morning on Get Up. Yep. and they were ta- They were all in a all in a huff over the fact that Cam Newton basically called Brock Purdy and every other Tua quarterback right to uh
0: it was a uh, couple of other guys that are that are having good years. Maybe even yeah. Jalen Hurts.
1: Yeah, all uh I maybe mean, not been Hurts. He called them all system quarterbacks. Uh right and Oh you here know, you go. T- I'm
0: sorry. It was Brock Purdy, two attack of Viola, Jared Goff and Dak Prescott. He called the hell, them all see game Dak Prescott
1: thing game Dak managers, Prescott. that's what it was. Yeah. Come on now. That's a weird one. Cam, you're not even in the league anymore. Like I was with. See, here's the thing. Yeah, I was with Cam Rich. Yeah, when Cam said, you know, when they he was on Pardon My Take, and they were like, oh, they, you know, they kept saying like that time in your year in New England, like you sucked. And he was like, did I really? <laughs> like when he was looking in comparison to how poorly yeah. the offense was performing this year, he was like, mm. did I really? Yeah, he kind of did because then the rookie quarterback the next year was a lot better. Yeah,
0: Because Cam did that in 2020, and then Matt came in in 2021. They went to the playoffs, and he was a lot better. Yeah, that's a weird one. Like, Brock Purdy and Tua, I get. Because Brock Purdy and Tua are the two examples of guys that are surrounded by so much talent.
1: And then, but like, Dak Prescott's going to be the MVP this year. as I, as I, of, As it's currently constituted, he would be. And I'll tell you, between Tua and Brock Purdy, I would take Brock Purdy. I love the moxie. I love the way the guy moves. Yeah. He throws a great, accurate pass. I know sometimes he does a little too much with his play action and his boots and rollouts. Yeah. I'm very impressed by him, whereas, like, I feel like Tua got a little exposed on Monday. Right? Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what he looks like the next
0: uh, four games.
2: Oh, my God, it's-
0: Grab bag? All right, let's grab a quick call. We have John and Melrose with a uh, John Jones response. John, what do you
2: have? How you doing, guys? Doing great. Um, hey, thanks. By the way, Keith, love you. I Thank you. don't get why they keep moving you, Same. Um, but John Jones does not care about the drug laws at all. Like <laughs> he just keeps getting fined, yep. and and you know, I don't know how anybody can fight him. Yeah, but that's not entirely. No, like, so, so so John, for like, me to put him at
0: the
1: top, that's what makes it top.
0: So I, I get what you're saying, but I just think when he's out there and the fights that he has had, I don't think anybody's better. That's my only point. Like, I know what you're saying. Like, you can't rely on him. He's certainly not the smartest guy. He's not the most dependable guy by a long shot. But in his career, he is 27-1-1. The uh, loss, he destroyed Matt Hamill. He, But he got DQ'd for an illegal elbow. But that fight wasn't even competitive. And then he had the no contest with... Uh, Daniel Cormier because it was overturned because of the drug thing, right? Wasn't that what happened, Stiz? Yeah. So, like, he's never really, in my eyes, he's never lost a fight. And he's fought, like, he had a run there where he was fighting everybody. He beat Shogun. He beat Mashida. He beat Rashad Evans. He beat Vito Belfort, Chael Sonnen. Uh, Daniel Cormier, Alexander Gustafson, these are all, like, champs. You destroyed all of those guys.
2: I'm not an expert on the the subject, but smarter people than me, such as Rogan, such as Ariel Hawani, have said Mm -hmm. that it's not as cut and dry and that, you know, USADA kind of maybe made a mistake there and, and, and since have come back and said, like, yeah... Maybe you weren't. He wasn't because he said it was like erectile medication. I think. Maybe. Oh, with
0: the stuff that he was yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah But sure. that was like the same thing. Like, like Nick Diaz. I forget who he beat, and then it got overturned, and it was like, I think, because of weed. And you're like, yeah, but he beat yeah. him in the fight. And like, well, I don't think weed helped him, but whatever. That's a that's a whole thing for for another time. But we're still rolling here on the old grab bag. Grab bag. Uh, All right, end of the year, best of lists are coming out, Fitzy. I know uh, Davey and I at Hashtag Dork will have the uh, the dorkies probably early, early January, maybe the first episode in January where we do the best and worst of the year. But any of these lists uh, jump out to you so far?
1: Uh, Yeah, I was very happy to see. I know it was much loved by uh, the Hashtag Dork podcast as it was friends of mine that recommended it to me. I cannot recommend enough to people to watch Blue Eye Samurai. It is, getting, ma- ma- it is getting massive love. I mean, as is the bear, which uh, I, uh, is a show I love Bear's as well. Great. But like, Blue Eye Samurai might be the best thing I've watched in a while. Yeah, it might be. And they just got picked up for a season two. Good because
0: there's a kind of need it, kind of need a season, kind of need it. Yeah, uh, Golden Globe nominations came out, and uh, the Bears one of them, uh, so I
1: didn't see those.
0: Yeah, Golden Globes isn't bad because they do TV and movies, but they, but the thing is, they split up the categories, and it's nonsense because they every year they do drama and then they also do comedy or musical, which is nonsense, and sometimes they shoehorn these movies or shows that aren't funny or musical. But they're yep. like, well, it's not a drama, and we want to get them a nominee. So I watched that May-December movie with Natalie Portman and Julianne Moore. Uh-huh. Horrible. Horrible movie. Good acting. Like, they're both great actresses. Horrible uh-huh. movie. And it got nominated for Best
1: Comedy Slash Musical. It like, doesn't look like it's either. It's neither.
0: No, there was no jokes
1: or songs. So yeah, I don't okay. know how it, you was, it and was Air real? Like, I liked it. Air? Oh, it? Air I, I liked Air.
2: Yeah, and I guess was that's that, kind was of
1: that a, a comedy? I think... Dramedy. That was a drama. Dramedy, I guess. Yeah, right. You're kind of shoehorning that in. Okay, now the movie that I'm most excited to see on this list right here is by far The Holdovers, which I heard is fantastic. Yeah, I got my work cut out for me. I haven't seen a lot of these. So do I. Uh...
0: I got to see Oppenheimer and Killers of the Flower Moon before yes, I do my do. list. Those would be the two that both i per-
1: need yeah. to heard. Both of you. Yeah. I'll watch both, both of those. To both of you.
2: Both of you. Can I say re- quickly, I took both your guys' advice, watched The Boys. Oh, my God. Amazing. Where has that show been? That's incredible.
0: Turns that out it was LLC? on
2: Prime. It on Prime the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Just you sitting there for, for years. Huh? It's been sitting on Prime. I'm, I'm like I'm already kidding, right? halfway through the second season. I am it's loving great.
0: it. All right. Very good. All right. We'll wrap up the program with our final thoughts coming up next year on WEI.